0: hi everyone welcome to guiding voice podcast series the guiding voice for a better future this podcast is to help students and young professionals to shape their careers thank you for tuning in this is naveen and i'm with my co-host sudhakar dear listeners in this episode we want to cover an interesting topic related to data and the topic is master your data master your life and we are pleased to welcome Sanjeev to our show today to have a conversation around the same.
1: Sanjeev Upadhyay is a hands-on leader with a proven track record in process excellence, data management, data governance, and master data management. And he is passionate about any new technology adoption. Sanjeev is a founder and a flag bearer of Master Your Data, Master Your Life initiative and created Data Key Bath platform to strike meaningful conversation with human beings behind data and bring global perspective on data governance and master data management.
0: Sanjeev sees a great connection between life and data and also believes that data and related disciplines should be made so simple that it can become part of everyone's day-to-day conversation. Sanjeev is very
1: passionate about human aspects of data and runs a community of passionate data people that he respectfully named as gods, that is gang of data stewards. Sanjeev. Welcome again to the Guiding Voice podcast series. Happy to have you here.
2: Hey, thank you. Thank you for
1: having me. I'm really glad to be here. Okay, Sanjeev, let us master the data and master our lives. Let's start from the beginning. What made you think about Master Your Data, Master Your Life Initiative? How did that thought even triggered in you?
2: Yeah. Thanks for the questions. So the purpose of my initiative, which I called Master Your Data, Master Your Life, is to really help people, when I say people, it's like you, me and everyone else, transcend the normal internet using citizens to data culture digital citizens. The whole idea was to really help them improve the data literacy level and spread the awareness about the data and data governance disciplines, so me being into this area for around 18 years now what I felt is that there is a unnecessary you know, notion around complexity behind the data people think that it is a complex subject but what I felt is that if you really see your day to day life there is lot of connection so at this moment when I am talking what is running in your mind what is running in Namil's mind for example is nothing but a data you might be thinking lot many other things right so my it my goes like if you can manage your thought better which is nothing but a data manage your feeling better manage your emotions better that is also part of data we can't see that but that's how drive you every day so when i say that you got to master your data i really do not want people to think that i am talking about buzzword which everybody understand and hear right master data management i'm not talking about that what i'm talking about is that mastering the entire aspect of it start from the generation point to the use of the data in generating the analytics and insights it's not only you can probably have a customer master you can have a supplier master and you can have all those mastering philosophies not that i'm proposing that can we not think from overall mastering data standpoint so that you can really manage it better.
1: excellent sanjeev you talked about the data literacy level of any human being and also the aspect of the overall thought process itself. Amazing. Sanjeev, now we are hearing that data is the new currency, data is the new oil. You know, what is your opinion about the
2: importance of data? I mean, you and me and anybody else couldn't talk enough about how important it is. And what we do as a human being is that we want to give importance to certain things and then we come up with many metaphors and as you would have noticed at many places reading an article or a book that we we called first data is the new oil everybody remembers that that was so empowering statement similarly then the different thought leaders came into the picture and then they really talked about data is the new currency somebody talks about data is the new gold somebody talked about data is the new water as well and then you can really add whatever you feel like for example i do not say that it's wrong what I'm trying to say is that in fact what we are trying to do is that what it means to me is what I want to convey so somebody thought it is as close to the oil It is important like oil is important for the economy similarly like currency and gold right but I have a different thought process here what I think is that we definitely wanted to say and convey that it is important but when it comes to really understanding and trying to live by those comments or those metaphors the people really failed miserably. what I think ideally should have happened is that we should probably got into a metaphor but at the same time taken out some kind of a action out of it if I only say that okay data is a new oil and don't do anything what do you think would happen nothing things doesn't move it, it doesn't move at all right so in one of my you know talk I basically went down and converted metaphor to the action because when I just keep on repeating metaphors and do not give people a certain actions to really take, they might just wonder, that, okay, data is a new oil, so what? What should I do next? Right? So that's where I found a you know, real, uh, I would say, gap. And I said, okay, if data is the new oil, what about really getting and trying to become a refinery for yourself? When I say refinery, you can think that, right? Uh, from, the, from the oil industry, uh, oil and gas industry perspective. Why did we call a data a new oil? Because we thought that, okay, like oil, it's crude. When you you extract the oil, it's crude. You can't do much with that. But when you start processing those crude oil, what happens? It becomes a different product which can be used for your various benefits. Similarly, when you are just talking about data, it is so crude. Data is as good as what you want it to be. For example, for you, a piece of data may be gold, but for me, it, it may not be useful at all. Mm-hmm. So, so, like oil, as I keep repeating, oil has to be processed to become a petrol or maybe a diesel or maybe some other you know, fuel to be able to utilize and use that. Crude oil cannot directly be used. Similarly, data cannot be just used as in a crude form. So that's why the you know thought processes you got to derive the action. Because when you don't derive the action, it, it won't happen automatically. And I keep saying, right, data cannot you know clean itself, data cannot master itself, data cannot protect itself, data cannot govern itself. We need people, we need that data culture and actions to be able to govern and protect.
0: Excellent metaphor, Sanjeev. We see that you are not only highlighting the importance of data but also encouraging folks to take action around data. So data needs to be processed, cleansed, and then actionable insights have to be driven. So these are all wonderful thoughts. Sanjeev, we had data all through our generations in the form of Vedas, books, scripts, scriptures. But we are hearing more about data in the recent past compared to past few decades, especially about a decade back. Can you talk about the evolution of data and
2: its growth and why this has come to the center of everything now? Excellent question. I think the answer is as simple as I mean what I could have you know, told by so far, right? It's it was always there, like you said, Vedas, books, scripture, sculptures and everything else, right? It's just that what do you want out of it? So let's go back a little bit, right? I mean we are talking about volume now, so do you think that the data was not in abundance earlier? No, it's, that's not right. It's just that we have evolved to be able to understand that what is available and what was there already and then now we, what we are trying to do is that we are trying to use that. That's one aspect to it. But other aspect of it, if you really see, right? As the technology evolution, as, as, as we are evolving with the technology, right? what we are figuring out is that with the help of automation and the transformation everywhere there is a lot of data that is getting generated we are we have become so savvy about the whole aspect of data that we are trying to use that to create extra value for the consumer because it is no more a space or an environment today uh, when you are only thinking about the product think about the earlier time right we were so happy if the new product arrives but our expectation kind of ended over there we, we, we just expected that okay let's buy this product and expect a good service but now it is not all about that product only the product it is more about okay how this product is adding value to my personal needs beyond the expected you know typical consumer behavior i know we are also looking at how the company is making me feel what kind of experience i am getting with the company so when you talk about data it was always there first point Secondly, there is a inherent characteristic to the data. The question is that do you want to use it as your benefit, those characteristics, or are we finding it as a curse? And that depends upon us, right? So when I talk about volume, it is humongous. We have like the world data is really doubling, you know, every two years. It's like lot of data and i think that that's a different i think maybe even faster nowadays that data is really growing very fast so volume will be there it was always there it is growing so fast so you can call it as a velocity it's a normal generic characteristic of data it is generating so fast that there is a need to process them very very fast and generate insight out of them very very fast so one is the volume other is the velocity the speed right but then one more aspect is the variety Think about the earlier days when you were just dependent upon your brick and mortar, you go to the shop, you just buy product and pretty much done, you might probably give some information but now you have means and ways of looking at the different way of consuming the Consume the product even before you buy it right, there are advertisements, social media, uh, you have your friends, you have you know various means and ways to understand and various ways to looking and consuming that information, you have a video format, you have a voice format, you have have a social media, you have an unstructured structure, lot kind of a data, and then you are talking about veracity, so you not only want to know data, but you also want to know that, okay, is it, is this the data that I can trust, and that's all four things gonna be there no matter what you do data challenges data problems are in abundance and you cannot solve all of them ever so now probably the question might be in your mind that okay then how do you do that what should i do then right because volume will be there velocity will be there variety will be there veracity will be there but still the goal is to you and me and to the business is that how do you strict still strictly take the value out of it and not worry about those aspects right so if that is the question then you have to probably change your aspect of thinking. So earlier if you remember in, in we, we kept talking about question that what problem are you trying to solve. I am requesting that let's change the question and now we should say that why are you solving this problem. Because we used to always call right before you solve any problem ask this question. What problem are you trying to solve. Define it well. I am not saying don't define it but instead also add one more time. say that okay I am solving this problem but let me answer also that why am I solving this problem so what would happen when you ask this why you can always filter the noise you will always be able to filter the you know lot of the volume that you are talking about you will be always able to come out of those characteristics and not let this convert to the curse and you will still be generating the volume because you are asking that you want to solve one problem and you have a reason why and then you can handle the entire stuff and still be able to get the value out of it so this challenge will always be there. We have to change our ways. I think that's that's where you know my thought comes. And then I have created a very good you know, Six Sigma way of solving this problem in a five step process. And I think I can share that pitch where you can just have a look at it and probably we can circulate with the user if needed. Excellent.
0: Definitely Sanjeev, we will include that in the episode description. And you touched upon various aspects and to talk about the social media and mobile computing have changed the way we think about products and uh, those are generating tons of data if I can talk about. And second thing, like when you wanted to tie data with another major industry buzzword, say digital transformation, how can data help in the digital transformation journey of organizations and how would it contribute to the businesses thereafter?
2: I think this one could be a little controversial because my thoughts are, completely different out here right so digital transformation word itself has become so, so common i mean we are probably have abused it so much i mean as if it was them nev- as if it was never in my eyes uh, i mean can you deny that it was not there
0: <laughs> not at all i
2: yeah so probably we have been using some other word. how about process re-engineering how looking at the continuous improvement what were we are trying to do that we are trying to do exactly the same thing we were looking at the process taking a step back trying to see that hey what my process is trying to do and then we will we used to try find out the value added non-value added removing those non-value added trying to add more value added steps and then making that optimal so I'll come back to it is very common we have been basically used and abused at the same time. So if you really see the the scope from the simplification standpoint in my vision right it is at the bottom line people at the bottom right they, they should basically see from the perspective of who is this transformation going to benefit ultimately if you see i'll take one step back and talk about say data digital transformation data analytics right what is the goal of that analytics that we are trying ultimately it is just a journey it's just a you know ways and means to deliver the value to the end user so ultimately anything that drives the end value to the consumer is basically your digital transformation it can be in the form of the process it can be introduction of the new technology and it can be anything you know that you are trying to benefit and pass on the value to the consumer okay so I mean I don't care I do not want to you know, know that what is digital transformation if you really ask me but I do want to know that okay if my initiative is impacting and adding value to the end user or consumer or not okay so I just want to remember how you made me feel the consumer is asking you this question that okay you are using all the technology you are talking about digital transformation but let me know that okay how did it help me is it really adding value to what I am you know what you are giving me as a service and if it is doing that then I am just so happy I don't care what technology you brought in me in between to get me that so how to get the value out of data and i will take you to the you know you know world's favorite data analogy i I think i have talked about it data is the new oil right and if you're talking about the uh, new oil or a new you know oxygen or a new you know new way of looking at data you just add that okay if i am talking about it i should also add the action attached to it and then walk the talk not only you know keep repeating that okay i care for digital transformation i care for technology, transformation and all. But you also say that, okay, this transformation is going to add this value to my end user. And that's been the whole uh, things that I kind of, you know, put up.
1: Sanjeev, great conversation. Let me change the gear and get into a little bit of more personal space of Sanjeev. Sanjeev, you know, how do you manage your time? Meaning you got a much larger portfolio as a day job and data key bath over the weekends. I'm sure it is highly intensive and requires a lot of focus and commitment in addition to the background work that you do. Can you share some thoughts there, please?
2: Oh, of course. And thanks for bringing this question. And I will be very honest here. I really work very hard. I know it is hectic, but if I don't do it, I feel the big part of me doesn't exist. Uh, Somebody asked me this question, right? That, okay, how do you manage this time? And this question again that I'm hearing, right? Gives me immense pleasure to say that it is so exciting, so thrilling, and so so much fun to do that I wait for my weekends. Great, and uh, during the weekend I do a lot of work. It it requires a lot of commitment, as you rightly said. It requires a lot of you know hard work to really reach people. Sometimes, sometimes I do get reached by people. Both are equally rewarding. I don't mind you know going back and asking to the thought leaders in the industry that hey i am doing this activity and would you like to come and share your thoughts similarly some people are really passionate and kind of attached to the idea that i'm trying to run and then they come and say that yes and you how can i be part of this show which i am running as a ki bath they do happily you know participate and you know help me make this bigger and bigger day. so that that's the whole thing that keeps me running every morning I would wake up you know with some other thoughts because if you do not reinvent yourself every day if you do not bring the new format I don't think it's gonna be you know much more fun and you would not look to the next weekend I mean that's the whole idea so yes I am running this particular show but what is the next innovation that I am trying to do so I would like to recall the last show that I did where it was so much thrilling, so much fun that nobody knew that who's gonna come, mm-hmm. right? It was like an open format where people from data fraternity, people from you know data, different thought leaders would come participate and they can request and get into the show live and they can share the passion. So it was the first time I tried that. I had obviously some technical glitches, but it was really, you know, thrilling to me. I have some good feedbacks from people that, hey, I just love this. You made my day and so on and so forth. So, I mean, that's how it keeps me running. You know? So, in summary, I am really a hopelessly possible guy. Now, one thing I do is that I, I, I train my mind for three things. I mean, if I have to repeat that, right? I have a lot of energy. I keep telling myself because this is what you need, you and me and everybody who wants to run any initiative. You have to believe that you have a lot of energy, right? Every time. You have to also feel that I have a lot of time, that I can do all that I want to do. And then, finally, I can do it. These are the three things that keeps me running, honestly. Because there is always a 24 hours for everybody. You and me and everybody has 24 hours. What you need is that you have to manufacture your hours, you have to manufacture your time. And the only way to make that happen is to tell your mind that you have a lot. You have a lot of it and you can get things done. So that's where I am. So. <laughs> <laughs> Sanjeev, this is really
0: inspiring and I'm sure our listeners would also be motivated to pursue their dreams. Even they might get on to a side hustle. So thanks for uh, all the tips. Now extending to Sudhakar's question, good to see that uh, your 13-year-old son has launched his very first book on his birthday recently and also uh, he has started his own YouTube channel. So any tips for parents with children on how to motivate their kids to take up bigger challenges. Oh, this is
2: this is the toughest question of the day, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will attempt and I would start with the disclaimer that like many parents, and, and sorry, like many parents again, I am not perfect. Right? The most complex topic of the world is human behavior and related disciplines. In my view, it is impossible to perfectly trace patterns and plan a course of action where you can really predict the outcomes okay so if if i plan something for my say kids or in fact your team i mean if you are leading a team right you can't it's like you cannot just predict everything and you think that okay this is what i want to do and this would be the outcome of the whole effort that i'm trying to so this is true for everyone i mean it's not only for the you know applicable to kids that you are trying to raise this or anything else that you want to do so the question is that what can you do you can basically keep on experimenting. you have to keep experimenting and take the responsibility of the outcome and I would like to highlight this that I do practice this yesterday in my show it was like unexpected thing happened it was there was a technical glitch and I was trying to experiment new thing and I I own that in my last post I have written experiment you you have to expect the unexpected and own it and move on So that's what, I walk the talk, experiment and take the responsibility of the outcome and move on. So (laughs) the question would be that, right? So what do you want to experiment with? Basically you can only experiment with your choices. Everybody has a choice and not every time you might probably pick up a best choice, but you will, unless you try that, you would not be able to, you know, be expert in picking those right choices for you. So as a parent, what you can do is that. You can really offer various choices. I mean, I'll take one example. He used to like dancing a lot. I mean, he used to be a contemporary style. He had his own personal style and he was trying to dance. And I thought that, okay, maybe he wants to get into that. So I did that enrollment and everything else. Then after two years, I understood from him that, oh, that was not his passion. He didn't want to do that. And he dumped it. I said, okay, fine and then he suddenly came and then he wants to understand and you know learn piano I said okay take it and then after one and a half year he said no that's not his choice so i'm just trying to give example that you have to be supportive i know it's like a, it's not a good thing to see kids dumping things you know very very rapidly uh, you might not like it as a parents because we are so tuned to our you know and our way of working and way of understanding that we hate that why, why is this guy dumping everything why is not really serious about one thing and so on and so forth right but, but you have to practice this so how do you want to experiment you have to provide lot of choices now the question is that how long right what do you do so the answer to that is that as long as you as a parent do not see that your kid has got something that he really loves doing and it makes him happy keep trying that choices because the only goal that one should have as a parent in my view is that right to help our kids somehow find help them find something that they love doing and it makes them happy I mean no matter what is the situation what is the circumstances it's a bad time of the world no in the world right COVID-19 I am stuck you are stuck everybody is stuck since March we are at the home and imagine you do not have something to do that makes you happy that will be disastrous so as a parent, it's our duty to really help them find out that passion which they love doing and then just help them with that. So that's, I think, that's the mantra I follow and again, I'm not perfect. So uh, so the things are, you know, changing and we have to keep changing with the things. So that's my thought, uh, you know, Sudhakar and uh, Naveen. Uh, I hope it, it helps.
1: Absolutely, Sanjeev. You did say that this is the most complex topic of the world, that is human behavior. But I think you actually provided a simple solution to it. Keep yourself open, try experiment, and I loved that statement take the responsibility of the outcomes. Amazing. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your valuable time and great thoughts, Sanjeev. It was really a lot of good data about data.
2: Yes, thank you very much for having me here. I am so honored and I have acknowledged on the social media as well and I have opportunity to acknowledge it today as well that I love this initiative. The guiding voice is really a boon for the people, for the young generation as well as the, you No, know, I think it's for anybody who really wants to take life seriously, who really wants to do those amendments, those changes and make the best choices and to make their you know best career moves i think you guys are really doing an amazing job and i am really really you know happy and glad to be part of this show today and uh, i hope it helped so absolutely the only request that if you can master your data when i say data it is not only the data that you work with it's your thought it's your emotions it's your feeling it's your day-to-day life right it's all this data so imagine if you can master all of those don't you think you can master your life I believe so. So thank you. Thank you very much. Absolutely.
0: Thank you, Sanju, for all the kind words. And it is quite encouraging. And thank you for all the support. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Dear listeners,
1: to know more about our speaker and the content, visit or follow us on social media or feel free to email us. And we will be happy to share further details with you.
0: Alright? So, it brings us to the trivia segment of today's episode. And today's trivia is about CPU, the Central Processing Unit. You know the first microprocessor that was ever released was 4004 and this was released by Intel. Initially it was designed for a calculator and at that time nobody had any idea about evolution of processors now coming to the processor speed most CPUs that are sold in the market today are sold as a bit slower than they actually run by overclocking them you can get them to run faster for free but I would strongly recommend you to take expert advice before getting on to that adventure this is very interesting isn't it if you'd like to share any trivias, please feel free to share them through email. And our email address is theguidingvoiceforyou at the gmail.com or sms us or text us at India number 9494-587-187. We will not only share best trivias in future episodes, we will also announce your names. Again, we are open for suggestions on topics that you would like to hear from us through our email address. Our email address is theguidingvoice number four letter u at the rate gmail.com. You may also WhatsApp us on our India number 9494 187. Like our page on Facebook, slash theguidingvoice number four letter u or follow us on twitter twitter.com slash guiding voice to stay tuned about our future episodes we are also available on instagram as the guiding voice for you also please subscribe to our youtube channel youtube.com slash c slash the guiding voice there is more in store until next time have a wonderful time thank you for listening take care and be safe